This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 748 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Simple solutions, scientifically proven. Hi, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is brought to us by the Horses in the Morning's crew's favorite thoroughbred racehorse, Mucho Macho Man. Well, actually, two of his people, Reeves Thoroughbred Racing owner Dean Reeves and racing manager Finn Green. In this third installment of the four-part series on owning racehorses, we go trainer shopping. But first, let's hear from our sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products, maker of Summer Games and Summer Games Plus electrolytes. How is Summer Games different from other electrolyte products? Summer Games Plus contains the same electrolyte formulation as Summer Games Electrolyte, which was originally formulated for the horses competing at the 1996 Olympics. The formulation was based on the results of research conducted in anticipation of the Games, which were held in Atlanta, Georgia, known for its hot, humid summers. Summer Games mimics the composition of equine sweat, supplying the horse with the exact amounts and ratios of electrolytes relinquished in sweat. Summer Games Plus contains no sugar, like many popular commercial electrolyte supplements. Summer Games Plus also contains a buffering agent that helps create a soothing gastric environment. This is especially important for horses subjected to the stresses often related to top performance, such as exertion, transportation, and unfamiliar stabling atmospheres. Ask for Summer Games and Summer Games Plus electrolytes at your local tack and feed supplier, or visit kppusa.com. Now, on with today's tip. Today on our series of tips on becoming a fantastically successful, happy, and responsible racehorse owner, we're going to talk about finding a trainer. Because once you've gone through the process of deciding how you want to own your horse, whether it's going to be all yours or with other people, and then you get all your licensing taken care of, those were the previous two tips, now it's time to find a trainer and particularly if you're the sole, sole owner of your horse, you're going to be on your own doing this. So how do I go about finding the right trainer for me in my situation? No, no, I was just going to say that that's a, you know, that's a tough thing to do because, um, you, you know, I think it goes back to some of the education part that, you're, uh, that you make when you go to the Thoroughbred Owners Association and different places like that, and you look and see, uh, who are those owners, uh, I mean, trainers out there, um, and and how are they uh, doing? And then you ask around, and I think you educate yourself about uh, the trainers, and, and you start to look at at uh, how is that trainer doing on the track and how do their horses look when you see them on the track um, and how often are they getting horses to the races and just some things as you start to educate yourself about certain trainers, and then I think you have to go meet with that trainer and, and have a real heart-to-heart conversation with them and get to know um, how they uh, go about their business and, and see if it um, fits what your goals are. And, you know, some, some owners, uh, uh, like myself, want to talk to a, a trainer often, and some trainers don't like to hear from their owners very often. Uh, <laughs> 
So you you got to find out if if that's going to work. Well, you get a racing manager. <laughs> <laughs> good good plugs in. Good good job. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, go ahead. What was your thoughts? Well, as as a fifth generation horseman, what I would be thinking about on selecting uh, a trainer is the type of horses that I want to have, whether or not I want to run Colts or Phillies, whether or not I want to run turf or dirt, whether or not I want to run speed or distance. And after I've made that determination, uh, there there are certain trainers who who do better with those types of horses. And then uh, the second part of my thought process would be, do I want to be with a, um, and I just, use this term as a definition term, a mega trainer, or do I want to be with a trainer who has a mid-sized stable or a small stable so I can, as Dean was talking about, uh, spend more time with my trainer or feel like I'm getting uh, a more personalized touch from a smaller trainer or a mid-level sized trainer. Um, So the first thing I would figure out is the type of horses that I want to have, and and then I would select the trainer after I have the horse. Uh, the horse is the most important thing, and then I would look at who trains those types of horses and start uh, going through a process of deciding which one of those trainers to, to approach. Again, didn't think of it from that point of view, but it makes perfect sense. If I want to be an owner of uh, show jumpers, it would make sense that I would go find a show jumping trainer, not a dressage trainer for my show jumpers. That makes perfect sense. So is it bad form to visit a potential trainer at the barn and hang out and watch what they do? Is that not considered the right thing to do? How would you evaluate that trainer's style literally ants on with the horse because you can't watch them ride for the most part very few trainers run to ride their own horses unlike in the sport horse business where they pretty much always ride the horse you can just watch them ride your horse um not an option in the racing business so if you're you can go to the track in the morning and watch the morning works um, but generally speaking the trainers are sort of separated from the general crowd during that time of the day. So you really can't watch them and converse them, I guess, unless you made an appointment with them. So how might I, I investigate those types of things before I actually hire the trainer? Let's say I got introduced to them at the races one day, a friend said, here's Samantha, the trainer. Nice to meet you. I'm thinking about getting a racehorse. Oh, great. Come to see me when you do. What else might I actually do to find out more about how Samantha well, I, I mean, I, I think that it's again, if if you're if by osmosis, if you're around the track and and talking with with owners or different people, you will begin to to uh, you, you know learn things. And and one of my notes I put down was to listen, listen, listen. Um, and I think that's what you have to do. And you know that first trainer you pick out may not it may not work out exactly the way you thought um but over time it it could change and uh, you know you may go to a a different route uh, or see and meet other owners as you go but it's it's tough picking that first trainer because it's um 
uh, you're putting your horse in, in, you know, it's a, it's almost a marriage that you're getting involved with. Mm-hmm. I'd evaluate two parts of the process uh, initially, and, and they would be uh, the afternoon and the racing and how the horses are doing uh, that they're training, and then in the morning how they're training the horses. And um, this uh, this seems like a really simple question, but this is a lifelong answer. That uh, it's very know, complicated. I, and, and I talk a lot, so your segment isn't long enough to answer this one. But <laughs> we'll touch on the big pieces anyway. <laughs> yeah, you would go out for me. Uh, I like trainers whose horses are uh, prepared properly when they go to the racetrack in the morning to train. And when they enter the track, they walk onto the track. That they have a rider who is uh, a consistent part of the team. That it's not a uh, rider that changes every day. That that rider is able. The rider is actually the most important part of this process, and he communicates with the trainer, and he interprets things from the horse. And that rider. is hopefully employed by the stable, by the trainer, uh, to where he's not in a rush to go from place to place, and he can take his time with the horse. And the horse can go out and stand on the racetrack. And um, and, and then they take their time with the animal during the training process, and the animal is taken care of on the way back to the barn, that the horses are treated as individuals, that the trainer knows each of the horses, um, and that uh, uh, the process is not a um, thing to get to the end of the day, but to help the animal improve on each day. That's what I'd be looking for. And all things that if you, all everything you mentioned there would be the exact same things that you would look for if you were to actually watch a trainer that you were trying to hire for, Joe Jumper, the only difference being that instead of having an individual rider, it would most likely be the trainer themselves. But all those same things apply. So when you see the horse coming out on the track in the morning to work, if he's being rushed out there and he's on the track for two and a half strides and they send him into a fast trot, um, gets a lap down, the jockey or exercise rider leaps off before he even gets back to the barn and is chucked back up onto the next horse and the trainer is nowhere in sight, that might not be your first choice. Correct. Correct. I'm getting it now, guys. This is great. (laughs) I'm finally getting it. Um, So, and that, again, interesting. I would not have thought of the aspect of does the same horse get the same exercise rider and does that trainer use the same string of exercise riders because not only are the horses going to get consistent riding from those riders who are hopefully good ones, that also reflects on the fact that the trainer is more likely to be running a tight ship because good riders aren't going to stay with stinky businessmen. In addition to that, the information that the rider, now a good horseman, and I can tell that you know good horsemen, but a good horseman can see things when they go by uh, and and can interpret maybe what the rider feels. But then the rider can come back and give some information always to the trainer 
about things that uh, the trainer's interested in. Absolutely. The owner, yeah, the owner needs to have, um, and, and trainers of larger stables have great assistants who are capable of doing that as well. But uh, I like a hands-on trainer, you know, like Kathy. Mm-hmm. Kathy is a fantastic hands-on trainer. She knows what's going on with each of her horses. Yeah, and it's it's an inverse relationship from the sport horse background. The trainer is physically on the horse, so he's getting the feedback directly. But having a set of trusted and knowledgeable eyes on the ground can be very, very valuable. And that's often why you see so many riders of international caliber riding with a trainer. And they call them a trainer, not an instructor. And that's why the Olympic teams have coaches, because that set of eyes on the ground provides you information that you can't get because you're on the horse. And it's just an inverse relationship with a race trainer. He's the eyes on the ground, and the exercise rider or jockey on the horse is providing him feedback that he can't get because he's physically not on the horse. You know, each time the horse switched leads, I could feel him swing his quarters to the right. There might be something wrong with his pelvis. The trainer probably couldn't see that horse swing because that swing was four millimeters, but the exercise rider knew. There are some trainers who are still riding horses in the thoroughbred industry. Larry Jones is one of them. Michelle Mayhay is one. There are you know, Rudy Rodriguez rides some of his own horses. There there are trainers who do what you're speaking of, Jennifer. And there, but there are, are they increasingly rare? Was this more common 50 years ago? Uh, no, no. Uh, it, it, it's more of an anomaly and always has been. Okay. Uh, uh, trainers... Uh, Trainers are kind of like me and, uh, you know, fishing. I stay on the land. A lot of trainers just stay on the ground. I wanted to mention that I think it's um, important to kind of view the staff that, that is with um, with that trainer. You know, in Kathy's case, she's had some people there for 20 years with her. And I wow. think that gives you extra eyes and ears uh, with the horse. And, you know, even like uh, Mucho Macho Man, he's had the same groom. Uh, since he got there. Uh, so you're, we're going on almost three years. Mm-hmm. So I think the consistency of having a staff that's worked with a trainer for many, many years just makes things run smoother and gives you extra extra people watching the horse. For our listeners, if you want to learn more about um, Thoroughbred Racehorse Ownership, the Thoroughbred Racehorse Owners and Breeders Association is a great place to start. And as usual, I will have a link to it on the show notes page on horsetipdaily.com. And we have one more tip from Dean Reeves and Finn Breen coming up. So tune in next week and you'll be, we'll be on again. Well, there you go. To listen to more tips about the business aspects of horse ownership or horse keeping, you can go to horsetipdaily.com and look for the topics drop down menu on the left. If you'd like to keep up with what Mucho Macho Man and the other lovely horses in the Reeves Thoroughbred Racing Stable are up to, you can visit ReevesTR.com, or my personal favorite way to keep tabs on them is at Mucho Macho Man's Facebook page. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's sponsor has been Kentucky Performance Products. Simple solutions, scientifically proven. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. 
It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.